Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm Alex, Alex Sturgeon. I'm Will, Will Brinton. And uh, this is the Hobbyplex Show's podcast that uh, we're going to try to integrate into a monthly schedule uh, where we're going to go over stuff like basic hobby news. It won't always be RC cars, but be warned, Will and I, we're RC car enthusiasts, so there's going to definitely be an RC car slant to the whole thing. Oh, I agree. I'd like to go over uh, maybe some, some race results of the Plex, stuff that stands out cool races that went on during the, during the month, any points battles going on, that sort of thing. I'll definitely point out whenever I beat Will. Nice. Um, just, just to let everybody know, <laughs> especially on carpet, we'll go over, uh, like our hobby flex schedule, anything that that's coming up during the month. Cause we do have some closures and uh, some different events that pop up and then, uh, we might sneak around some different products and then finally we'll finish it up uh, with whatever time we might have left with some, with some questions that luckily we actually have. So, uh, I was afraid last night when I didn't get any responses at all on our Facebook page that, uh, we wouldn't have any questions. Yeah. We'll probably get more as we keep doing yeah, this. I'm sure. I think, I think you're right. Um, okay. Uh, I don't want to make this about ourselves, this podcast, but I do feel it's very important that at least for this first one, we need to get into our backgrounds just a little bit. So people that are listening for the first time that don't know us maybe, um, have an idea who's talking. Sure. So Will, why don't you go first? Tell us about yourself and, uh, why you love the hobby block so much. Well, I got into racing when I was three. I started racing go-karts. I raced go-karts like from birth. But um, RC is something that I've always done since I was probably 11. And I got really into racing RC cars when 18 scale was really popular. And that's actually how Alex and I met when we used to race the 18 scale cars on the carpet track at the Plex. Yeah, you you were a little douchebag that wanted to like tell me how to run the races and build tracks and stuff. Yeah, if you say so. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't re, I I kind of remember that, but I, whatever. I I just remember like beating like Ben Bertle and those guys with the stock motor in yeah. my car. It was like I I was the kid with the fast reflexes and didn't have a very good car, and like now I'm the older guy with a really good car, and I'm getting beat by the kids fast reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens. I remember you racing outdoor towards the end of the outdoor off-road track with short course trucks. I think that was your thing. Yeah. Back then. Um, so I ran the Lincoln track with a, another guy, uh, Jamie Everson and, um, him and I ran that program and, um, tried to bring it back to where it was like with, what, for electric 10 skill like, racing. Like when I ran it. Yeah. Like when Alex ran it. Um, that's uh, something you and I have in common. Yeah. Too. We like, both, ran, we the, both ran the Lincoln track yeah. and we had, we not were, a lot of people know that. Yeah. We got like 60 entries out there all for stock slash. And that's when stock slash is really popular in like 2007, 2008, yeah, 2008 2009. And, yeah. And, uh, that was a, that was a really good time to be in the hobby. I think like just to start out it was like perfect timing before that I raced touring car. You know, that's, that's the slash is what got me into dirt again. And then, um, I had an SC 10 
And that's when I started coming up to the Plex and trying to race on Friday night lights. Yep. When we used to run the short course trucks under the lights at the, on the outdoor track. And that was a really, I really enjoyed that. You could just run like J concepts, goosebumps. They lasted forever. And, um, fluffy dirt. Yeah. And my, it's the same dirt. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about it. It's the exact same dirt. Yeah. My like SC 10 was always like sideways, like mm-hmm. a real short course truck going around corners and stuff. It was pretty, pretty cool. When did you, um, was it the first short course showdown we had that, that you won stock slash <laughs> and, and pissed off Scotty Ernst? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I can't remember if that was a first, I think it was the first one. Cause that was the year Kenwald came. Yeah, no, that would have been the first one. Yeah. Um, the whole reason why I did that is I heard, uh, like there was some of the older guys that, um, somebody had made, I don't remember who it was. They said, Oh, there's like no competition here. I'm going to win stock slash. And I was like, all right, dude. And so game on, like I went upstairs and I bought a stock slash and threw it down and ended up winning. It wasn't even the stock. It wasn't it the Raptor edition that you had. Yeah, I had the Raptor truck. So it had this big honking <laughs> bumper on it. It yeah. wasn't even like a real stock slash. It was the, the $20 more expensive one that was even heavier. Yeah. I, I just got it cause I thought it was cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I ended up winning. I don't remember if we ran like two mains or three mains or if it was one main or, or what i don't remember that either but i i think it like probably bothered scotty i don't know if it did or not but like when i bought the truck i paid for the race entry when i bought the truck not knowing that you had to go through him to pay him for the race entry and then he said he was 20 dollars short for the for the entries at the end of the weekend and i was like well, that might've been me. I paid upstairs. He's like, Oh, I guess just don't worry about it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, oh. And, uh, that, that, I don't know if that, that was the thing or what, but yeah, there, there's a uh, Cole Henriksen. I think he got second and there's this other kid that I think Scotty brought from Wisconsin. Trackside. Yeah. From trackside. The race and he got third or it could have been the other way around, but yeah, there, the whole, the whole reason why I did that is well, I bought that truck and I didn't, I wasn't a sponsor driver at the time or anything. You were nobody. Yeah. I was in no- 2012. Yeah. Yep. That's the, when that was. Yep. That was before I drove for Durango for just, that short stint. Regular will. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well I'll go up and buy one. But yeah. And then, um, uh, when did you get, when did you pick up an associated sponsorship? And to me, that's when, that's when you personally started to focus a lot more uh, just racing at the Plex every week, just, just coming up, no matter what we were doing. Mm-hmm. That's when you were there. Yeah. When, when, when did that start? That would have been the end of 2012. Um, cause we ran the short course showdown. I, I went to hobby Haven and I was running that Durango four wheel drive and, uh, you were there. I got second. I won yeah. one of the mains and I ran into a lap car or something that was crashed in the main and I ended up getting second and there's a guy, uh, Lee Connolly jr. He hooked me up with Durango. And then shortly after that, it got Durango got bought by tower hobbies. And I was at a club race at the old 8035 track in Des Moines and Mac Vanderbeek. He, uh, he said, he said, you're, you're doing pretty good. And I said, well, thanks. And he said, are you sponsored by those guys? And I was like, uh, for now, and, uh, he's like, okay, well get me your information and, you know, maybe we could set something up with associated. I'm like, okay, that'd be awesome. Cause 
like when I was a kid, you know, racing the little cars, uh, I remember my friend Richard Durand and I from Lincoln, he, he was like, dude, there's people that get paid to do this. I was like, no way. Like, that, that'd be so sweet. And we like, we just guess on what, you know, guys would get paid to race RC cars or what their deals were. And, mm. you know, you'd have some of the older guys in the hobby shop that would say that, oh, like they probably just have like a job in the warehouse and they get their cars for free and they get to race. And it's like, oh no, like these guys are paid pros. And, uh, it was always kind of a life goal of mine to drive for Associated because at the time they were Associated was like winning everything or they were always on top and they had the biggest variety of 10 scale and 8 scale cars. Right. And yeah. So I'd always wanted to drive for them. So I kind of think for a while there in Omaha, it was, it was you, me and Derek. Mm-hmm. Like we were the triad of top guys that when we have our summer series, we were the three that everybody kind of, everybody coming from out of town would kind of have their eye on what we were doing to our cars and what tires we were running, mm-hmm. you know, what, we, what's we were saucing with, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think now it's with Derek not being around for the last year or so and, and coming back, which is great to see. Cause he and I had a great battle. We'll get into that later, but in carpet, but, um, it was kind of you, me and Kyle mm-hmm. Gannon. Yeah. We kind of completed that try that triad again, but the crazy thing is, is, is before it was associated Kyosho Losi. Mm-hmm. We had all three of the major brands covered there for about four years, five years at the Plex. Yeah. With, with, with guys that were always, you were going to be an A-main or always a threat to win. And now it's a little bit different than that too, because you've got kids like Aiden, you know, as a TLR driver, myself who drives whatever the hell I want to, you know, you and Kyle are associated. Derek, I believe is still Kyosho when he, when he, if he, you know, if he's going to race the, the summer series again or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of nice to see. I was really, I, I really liked to see that come along. Like that was great. Yeah. It was uh, like a perfect storm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of building that core group of guys, you know, that I mean, anybody could ask us for help with any vehicle. I mean, all three major brands are covered, like you said. Yep. So it, uh, it made the, the regular person that was new, uh, made it so they could have a good experience with that kind of representation at a club race even. Oh, yeah, we took uh, club races pretty seriously. I mean, we <laughs> still do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just a, a Catalina wine mixer, grudge, grudge match, <laughs> grind every week. Um. So uh, just real quick to wrap your side of the story up. What do you do for a living? You, you got married last year, right? Two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, Shoot. like this Monday. God, I thought it was one year for some reason. <laughs> yep. Jeez. Where do you work at? What do you do? I work for a hydraulics company uh, called Dakota Fluid Power. Um, I'm a machinist there. Um, I'm a tool maker by trade. Um, but yeah, I make uh, heavy equipment, hydraulic cylinder parts, and take them apart and reseal them, put them back together. Nice. A lot of welding, a lot of, a lot of machine work. <laughs> nice. Is it is it true you keep a tally count still? Oh, how many times you beat no, me? <laughs> no, I, I used to because that was the thing. That was the... Um, like above my pit, um, like every week, like Alex was the guy to beat. Now so, I should be keeping a tally yeah, count. So like, <laughs> God. So like, yeah, that, that was the, that was like a, like a victory. Like, well, l- literally in more of a moral victory to be able to say I beat Alex, you know, like right. somebody would ask like, Oh, how, you know, how fast are you? I'm like, well, I beat Alex Sturgeon. I'm like, really? I'm like, <laughs> Great. 
Um, okay. So, uh, I'll try to keep my story really short. Uh, so I've been, I've been in RC since the late eighties. Uh, I got my first good car, I believe in 1990, I think the sixth grade. Coincidentally, my wife was in the college then, by the way. Um, <laughs> I didn't really get to do any major races or anything until I could pay for it on my own, which would have been uh, the mid to late 90s. And then um, I traveled a bunch on my like professional RC side. I wouldn't call it professional, but I was sponsored by Team Associated after getting second at Stock Nats in 2004. And then two years later, uh, I switched it to TLR, which no offense to Team Associated, but for me, my first real RC car was a Jarex pro. So my life goal was always to be a team low C driver. And what made me become a team associated driver first was I'd put in sponsorship, uh, resumes after resume, after resume, probably every year from 1996 to 2002. And I made the a main at the cactus and stock truck. And I made the a main at the winter champs in 2001. And those are two bucket list races at the time. That was basically like the dirt nitro challenge at the time before nitro was big. And, uh, I really thought, especially the winter champs one was going to get me there with it, with it, with TLR. And it never, never happened. And I almost quit. I think I sold everything I had except for my controller. And then a buddy of mine, Dennis Johnson, he, he was like, you need to just switch brands. Just screw that lousy stuff. And so I ditched it all and I got team associated and I, I went into it with a different outlook. I'm like, I'm not racing to be sponsored. I'm just, this is what I like to do. It's fun. That mindset is I think what put me over the top to begin with. I went to the stock Nats. I studied all summer Jim's black book to learn how to make stock motors fast. And I put all that to use at the stock Nats and I drove good, but you know, got the opportunity from Todd Hodge in, and Sonny Brown in 2006. And I'm like, well, and part of that had to do with associated didn't have an eight scale at that time. And Losi did. And I really wanted to race nitro eight scale. So I bailed. And I went, I went to TLR and I had been with them ever since. And, uh, we had a lot of success and we did a lot with, um, the Hobbyplex. Uh, I started working there in 2004 and the main purpose for me being there was to build a track. And so trying to do that and be top dog sponsor guy and go to these races and stuff started to become more and more tough. And we had a lot of success personally at the, at the Hobbyplex and beyond too. I, I, I was kicking butt there and in 14 and 15, especially. I, I worked at Hobby Town too. I actually still do at the one in Lincoln sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. I, I started at Hobby Town when I was in high school in like 2005. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> throw that in there. That's something else we have in common. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, in 1999, well, let's go back a little bit. 1997, uh, Rob Connor, who actually races at the Plex now, had a track called the Winter Circle. And that's where I went uh, two times a week for like two years. And I think he finally ran out of money and he sold everything he had, uh, from, for the RC stuff, like the computer and all that stuff to, uh, Marty Stepanek and Dan. Oh my God. I forgot his last name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Dan, he's still, he's still around. I see him every once in a while. Anyways, they bought it and they opened up RC motorsport and I started racing there two times a week. Well, then what happened was Marty blew himself up in a construction accident and Dan uh, hurt himself at off it. He fell down and like broke a bunch of stuff. He had, he, I think it was osteoporosis. And then eventually he had a stroke or something like that. And they found out that he had leukemia. Hmm. And so I actually ended up running RC motorsport for about 
six months or so because both of them were laid up and I made some changes there track wise. I think that place hit its peak right away. I think, um, you know, they were getting 60, 70 entries for club racing early and then it kind of tapered off there. And then eventually Marty's like, well, he started with his insurance money that he got, he started a, a boat business that was doing really well. And he needed the more, the, the, his, we were inside of his Morton building. He needed it to store boats. And so eventually that place closed. So then we were without off-road indoor, especially from 2000, uh, until the Hobbyplex, uh, came about, you know, 2011, 2011 for the indoor, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So for those four years, man, there was, it was, there wasn't a lot off-road was pretty tough to do. And plus that was when electric really tapered off and nitro was really big. So I went and I worked in Lincoln one day a week, Wednesday, I went there at six in the morning, didn't get home till like 10 o'clock at night. This is before my kid was born. And I did that. And then I got paid to work, to build the track down there in, in Lincoln to work on the track. I was six fifteen an hour or whatever that was. So I ran the Lincoln track for a good two years. And then, you know, finally it just got too much. I was driving down there three times a week and we were getting rained out, you know, then I'd be out all this work and stupid kids with bikes would come and tear up the track. The turnouts weren't very good. Um, Lincoln's a weird place too. There's a lot of, a lot of different ideas on how to operate that off-road track down there. Yeah. And, and it got, it turned into a thing for me and I was just kind of over it. Yeah. So, tell me about so it. So I, I had no ambition to do anything again with an RC track in 2003. And then I got hired at the Plex and part of my deal was I was going to get an off-road track going. So we built the off-road track in 2005 and then it just kind of blossomed from there. And then we moved it in 07 to its current location, put the roof on it in 2011 it's been a monster ever since. Um, we've never gotten back to those hundred and something plus nights on a Friday, which can be a good thing because we're not up until 3am in the morning, but yeah. at the same time, you know, we're still, that's what I'm always striving for. I want to hit that mark, you know? Yeah. That was insane. Cause like I would come up and race carpet on Wednesdays and then we'd race, uh, electric off-road on Fridays and we wouldn't get done till three. And, uh, I just stay at your house and then I'd come back to the Plex Saturday morning and practice. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was cool. Like not having any responsibilities, yeah, you know? But. Yeah. So, um, so now, you know, um, for me at the Plex, um, I'm still manager race director, but I'm not general manager. I'm second in command to, to Tim Ski. We'll have him in the show sometime. Definitely. To talk about stuff. Um, uh, I take a more active role in the sales part of things now. I'm not just, I'm not just the track guy and the off-road track honestly, lately has been coming somewhat overwhelming to me, um, just because of everything that we do, but it's still, I still have my book that I scribble out track ideas from. And I, when I make, when I hit on something that I want to do, I'm like, Oh man, springtime, this is going to be awesome. You know, mm -hmm. or, or like tomorrow I'm going to be working on the track for the techno series and I have an idea and I'm going to be like, this is going to be great. You know, when this is done. So it's still exciting to do that. Well, I think a lot of the, like people don't realize that you also work in the store too. So yeah, it's almost like having two, two full-time jobs doing the track and doing the. Yeah. And it's how mm -hmm. I'm able to pay my mortgage. Yeah. You know, I can't just pick up and go to a race. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't do that anymore. I used to be able to, now I definitely can't, you know, I have to plan my days off well in advance. And for me to get a day off, knowing that what I'm going to be missing out on pay wise, but also just the, the extra expense to do that 
it has to be something that I really, 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 really want to go to, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of it nowadays isn't even RC related, you know, yeah. go camping or something, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. I think that's about 20 minutes we spent on ourselves. I think that's enough. I think so. I think that's good. I, we, I feel like we've got a really good idea of you and me. Uh, let's get into some hobby news. So some interesting things happened today that I wanted to bring up. Uh, first off, uh, Chaz Sinclair died and I feel terrible. Yeah. He was a super nice guy. Uh, he talked to anybody and he had a really sweet belt buckle. I mean, he always wore to every track with the dump truck. Uh, it was like his signature thing. Yeah. You know, somebody had mentioned today, some of the stuff that I read that he was actually, he was actually doing podcasting like really early before podcasting was even thought of. Huh. On, cause that. yeah, you could go to X factory site and listen, they interviewed me once. It was at the, one of the hobby Haven races back then. Yeah. Yeah. And they were doing that. Yeah, they were, he would go around and he had a little recorder and he'd be talking to himself and, and then he'd go around and he, he'd interview people and stuff like that. And then they'd put that up on their X factory site. I think those, I think those things went all the way back to, I want to say like, like 2010. Yeah. Maybe even earlier. No, the, I remember him doing that. No, the, he was doing that at the Oh nine Nats we had. Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. And something that, um, it was kind of easy for us to poke fun at how nice they were. Both Paul and Chaz are super nice people. And I I feel like sometimes myself included, we kind of poke fun at him a little bit for being almost too nice every once in a while. Sure. And, uh, (laughs) I don't like it's, 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 it's a good thing though. Like looking back on it now, it was a good thing that they're so nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody that has a bad thing to say about Chaz. No. So, I mean, a, a super nice guy. They took risks mm-hmm. with their car. You know, that they're the first ones to really, really push the mid-motor. Mm-hmm. I mean, mid-motor had been a thing in RC10s a long time ago, too. Yeah. But they were the first ones to really try to make it work in, in, a, in a current off-road platform. Mm-hmm. And I think it was nice to see them have some success, like when you hold up on the Nats in four-wheel yeah. drive. One thing I remember Chaz saying uh, when the 22 came out was like, <laughs> he's like, oh, that metal chassis is going to bend. That's that's terrible design, terrible design. And I was like, shut up. No, it's not. And the first time I, be- I bent a 22 <laughs> chassis, I was like, God damn it. Chaz was right. It's stupid. <laughs> what the hell? So every time I bent a 22-4 chassis, I'd be like, shoot, Chaz mm-hmm. told me so. Yeah, he, he always had like a lot of information about it, some really small stuff, like – I remember him up in the hobby shop at the 16 Nats and he was talking to, I don't remember who it was, just some of the employees uh, telling them why they should buy their or sell their uh, top shaft or not their top shaft, their idler gear shaft mm-hmm. for the B6 transmission and why it was better. Yeah. We, so. we actually carried all those and then I had to eBay all of them, mm-hmm. but they sold on eBay mm-hmm. like instantly. Yeah. But nobody local wanted to buy those. I don't know what the deal was. I had one in my car. I didn't have one. I had one one of their top shafts in my 22. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was better, but it's supposed to be. So I had it in my car Mm -hmm. because it was cool. Yeah. But anyways, I I read that today and I I was, my heart sank. And part of it too is because, because my mom died in 2009. Mm -hmm. So I know what it's like to lose a parent. So I can only imagine what Paul's going through. Sure. I mean, that sucks. I am fortunate to say I have no idea what that's like, but I can only imagine. Yeah. So- Hopefully, um, I mean, I've just watched through the Facebook feeds. I mean, he's getting lots of, you know, prayers and all that from, from all of our buddies on, in the RC world. So sure. Hopefully he's, uh, he's able to get through that, but we wish Chaz well in the afterlife, man. Cause, yeah. uh, he was a, he was a good figure in our hobby. So yeah. him and Ken Walter probably out, probably hanging out. Yeah. 
Kenwald might be having a beer and he's probably having a tall glass of milk. Tall glass of milk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) RC silly season. This year, I don't think there's anything major going down. I, you don't hear anything from the Mayfields or Testaments of the world or or Tebow's or anything like that. I don't, I don't. Well, I think a lot of that is because they're usually on two-year contracts. No, that's true. So you probably won't, it's usually like every other year that you have making money moves or big moves. Um, probably the only one that I could really think of that was, I guess a big one was, uh, Cavalry going to all S works cars yeah. from Yokomo, but you could kind of feel that coming on too. Yeah. It I didn't, it didn't seem like there was a Yokomo. I could kind of tell he wasn't going to be with Yokomo yeah. like, towards the end. I, I don't know. I can't pick up on stuff like that, but yeah. I mean, his cars look good when I, I went to that. Just uh, from some of the interviews and stuff. Oh, you know, it just seemed like he knew he was going to move on. Sure. Yeah, at that race at Thunder Road I went to, his stuff looked really good. Yeah. The one thing that stuck out, well, two things that stuck out for me today was um, Tyler Jones not being Tillar. He just dropped that he's not going to continue. Oh, really? Tillar. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, that showed up today on Facebook. Hmm. And Tyler's such a good kid. Yeah. Like, he's so happy, right? Yeah. And he's not one of those young kids that is really good at this that all of a sudden thinks that he doesn't have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was at state line, I mean, he's out there marshalling, you know, he's out there doing what he's supposed to do yeah. and he, and he was happy about it. He had a smile on his face, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I needed help with tires. I think they hooked me up. So, I mean, it was just, it was, uh, he's one of the good ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see what he announces, you know, after the first of the year, I know he switched once before, right. Didn't he go Mugen or associated? I have no I idea. I try to keep up on that. I, I try to, but it, it's, a, it's almost like people move around so much anymore. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of. And then the Fullers, the Fuller boys being sponsored now by Trinity. Yeah. Instead of Reds. <laughs> that, that caught me off guard a little bit. I kind of, I kind of wondered because, uh, what's his name? Uh, James Nelson. Uh, he isn't like the Reds team manager for the Des Moines area anymore. Um, so I think that that's why they went with something else. Maybe because they were getting a hook up there. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Those two are super fast. Yeah. I mean, I consider them locals mm-hmm. personally. I mean, the race over here so much. Yeah, I I would too. You know. Yeah, I'd so. consider the all the. I mean, our our summer series has turned into just like a region eight regionals every month. Yeah. Yeah, I would consider a lot of the Des Moines crowd to be locals. So I put a little thing right here, and I, I don't want to. I hope I don't come across as douchey, but should we care? Um, I don't know. I I really. Not, not about the Fullers, but in general, no. silly season. I mean, do we, should we really care? Mm-hmm. I, I like to see where people go or like, you know, if Mayfield made a big move or something like that. Right. Um, I always want to know that, but I mean, I always feel like those guys are going to do well with no matter what they have, you know, to a certain extent, you know, cause they can, I mean, they could drive a uh, shoebox with a speed controller in it, you know, right. most of those guys. I, but, I, th- I feel like if you gave Ryan Mayfield this, uh, Traxxas bandit, he could probably win stock buggy. Sure. You know? I think so. I really do. Yeah. He's just really good at adapting. You know, he, he gets the boast out of a car. Yeah. But I mean, I, I do care cause it's, you know, I, I want to see guys run the same thing I run, you know, like you, when you have a top level driver, like a Rivkin or, a uh, you know, Brock Chaplin or, a you know, any of those guys, I, I, want to see them stay with associated because I look at their setups and I, you know, have trust them. And it's like, you, you want to have a, uh, 
with a horse in that race, you know, at a Nats or a Worlds, and, you know, you like seeing the really fast guys run the same vehicle you do. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same page. I, the very, very top guys, if they make a major move that just, you're like, what? For instance, when Cavalieri left Associated or however that went down, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's very interesting going to Yokomo from that. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, Yokomo is a really good car too. So it's kind of like the same thing with Mayfield. You know, he's going to do good mm-hmm. no matter what. But when I see somebody's name, I have no recognition of making a live RC feed. Yeah. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see that. And like, okay, good, good job. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've never heard of before. Now prove yourself at the Nats and make the main, you know, or, or something like that. Then I'll, then maybe I'll care more. Yeah. I guess. I, oh, I could see that. That doesn't sound mean, does it? It's just, it's just like, I don't. Sometimes it's like, it's almost more advertisement for the company that they're getting more drivers, but. Right. I think it's just cause I'm old school and, and like we had to earn our sponsorships and now it seems like it's easier. Mm, I, I could kind of see that. Um, I think that like a lot of the, um, well, I think manufacturers want to have more regional support and that's why they have more people in kind of pockets. So it may appear that way, you know, like, uh, somebody didn't earn it or whatever, but well, I'm not saying they didn't yeah. earn it. No, I'm just saying yeah. like, like they didn't earn it the way that it was required to. Oh back yeah. Then. Right. I, it, I mean, if you had to make an A main and even if you made the A main, if you only finished 10th, say at the stock Nats, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah. I think you know? racing's a lot harder than it was back then too, though. Yeah. Like it, it, I feel like there's more people doing it. Um, the race selector 10 scale, it's easier than ever. I mean, you can build a B6.1, yeah. you know, in a couple hours and have it on the track. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to cut a motor. You don't have to make sure your stuff is going to live for five minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's something to be said about how much you can I, practice. I now. just wish that, that these companies, especially the ones, especially the ones that are, that are making money. They have, I mean, I'm not make. I, I'm, I'm not saying they're making money hand over fist, but, but they're, they're obviously are able to give people deals for cost, you know, mm-hmm. lots of people deals that cost. I just wish that they would turn some of that effort into sponsoring a hobby shop. Sure. Instead of sponsoring, you know, a, 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 a gaggle of drivers that some of which, as soon as they get that sponsorship, all of a sudden think that, that they don't have to marshal. Or they don't, have, or they don't have to pay entry fees. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. I just, mm-hmm. I just wish that we would go in a different direction and and help some of these struggling hobby shops out that are out. Yeah. So know? are you are you seeing like uh, so let, let's say like uh, TLR or you know whoever uh, they have a driver at a local track. They buy their parts from the hobby shop and they get them for uh, X discount and you keep track of it all and they get like a credit. Is that kind well, of what you're do thinking? That. That'd be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I'm saying just, just give hobby shops a dollar amount, just like you do a, a driver. Oh, okay. Just like you do a driver. So, yeah. So then, then maybe we can actually, instead of selling tires at 1999, we can sell them at 1599. Mm-hmm. There's your 50% off deal right there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I just, I just wish that we could, we could see these places look at what they're doing to racing that ha- is negative in, in many ways. They're benefiting from it directly but the tracks and the hobby shops that need to sell stuff to stay open aren't. Why don't, why don't you give them a, a, a quarterly allowance? Sure. I could see that, you know, especially the good ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the hobby plex. I mean, the hobby plex is one of the good ones. 
No, you I know, would but say, I, say you so. know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, there's a difference between what the hobbyplex is and you know Bob's backyard barbecue track. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, or no track or no track. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I put that little parentheses there because I thought we wanted to talk about it. I don't want to get too controversial. Oh, me neither. But I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me, Mr. Uh, easygoing, yeah. no controversy. Right. Okay, uh, let's go over some race results. This is something that I want to include in every podcast. We've had a Christmas break. We're well into it. It's it's getting towards the end of it, so we're actually going to pick up with the Techno Series this weekend. Um, but we haven't really raced, raced since the... <sighs> 18th. I think that was the last family Friday off-road. Yeah. What'd you think of the last carpet, the first carpet race, the ProTech uh, carpet off-road syndicate? Uh, how did that go for you? I know how it went for you. But. <laughs> yeah. I uh, TQ'd both rounds mm. and uh, won the main. Yeah. Uh, my cars are really good all day. Well, actually my car, I only ran uh two wheel. I'm going to, I have my four wheel drive put together. I'm going to run that. Nice. As well. Also too. We had, uh, we did 21.5 independent stock for the first time. I think we had two heats. What'd you think of that? I mean, I, I thought the speed was perfect for a beginner. Oh, I thought it was fine. I drove, uh, whose car? I think I drove Phil's, Phil Palmer. He yeah. let me drive his car. And I was like, I said, this is a 21.5. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, this has plenty of power. You yeah. know, I was actually surprised at how fast it was. But yeah. I could tell they're 21.5s in the straightaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really the only really place tell. you feel it. And, you know, you make all the jumps and uh, it didn't seem like it could get out of hand. Uh, or away from you very easily, you know, yeah. um, like blowing corners and, you know, I let, I let people drive my car all the time, but I turn the throttle down cause I, I run a five, five with some timing and two wheel drive just to get it down the straightaway a little faster. Mm. And, um, I, I'll let people drive my car all the time. And, you know, you can see that, you know, they aren't ready for the power, but for somebody that like, Hey, I want to get into racing. What do I race? You know, this is your motor. Everybody has the same motor. You know, these are the tires we feel works best and tires last a long time on that car too in that class. So I think it's a good thing. And really, you know, uh, for an independent class, I mean, it really doesn't need to be 17.5. So yeah, I mean, if you can run a 17.5 car that long without crashing, I mean, you'd really be running independent. So. Right. And independent buggy just means no sponsors at all. You're not allowed to have any sponsors. Yep. No screw or bearing so sponsors. If you're uh, sponsored by, you know, uh, Billy's shock pistons. Mm-hmm. You have to run expert. Yeah. Those are the rules. Billy's body paint. Yeah. Billy, Billy's body paint. Mm-hmm. That would be cool if somebody actually did come out with Billy's body paint. I could do that. I, I'm a, I'm a bill. Sometimes people call me bill. Yeah. I, Jamie always caught it. me off guard when he would call you bill. Yeah. Jamie, you know, my, <laughs> my grandfather called me bill since the day I was born. Ugh. Uh, so who won that? It looks like, um, Jacob Poteet won the first independent. Yeah. Uh, stock uh, buggy race. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I wanted to, I wanted that class. I've always wanted independent period the last couple of years, especially cause I'm trying to push. It's not, it doesn't, shouldn't come down to, are you sponsored or not? Mm-hmm. Just, just show up to the track and have fun. And yeah. Stop worrying about the sponsorship stuff. Yeah. Just come to the track. I tell people that all the time, you know? And like when I first started racing, you know, there, there was really no, you were like the only sponsored driver around here. Yeah. And I wanted to go ra- race the fast stuff. Like I only raced stock for like a year. Yeah. And I was like, eh, okay. Enough I of this. Saw, um, so Derek Noonan got second. Joe Snow's got third. I mean, those are good guys. And mm-hmm it's nice to see them be able to battle for a win. I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't battle for a expert 17, five win, but realistically 
you know, when you're, when you're going up against Peevler mm-hmm. and, and Todd Brewer and, and guys like that who are really, really good at it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough. It really is. So it's, it was really good to see that. I agree. Work out. Let's see. What else can we cover? 13, five buggy. That was a big Ethan Delaire. He's from up, up North Sioux city. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Ethan chance and Phil Palmer in 13, five four wheel drive. That was a, that was a good race. If I remember correctly. Although I think Ethan kind of drove away from everybody. Yeah. I think he ended up, uh, yeah, it was two laps. Yeah. He ended up just keep the first few minutes are close. If I yeah. remember right. Yeah. And then he kind of turned it on, mm-hmm. but it was nice to have those guys down here. Um, just to, I, I know they race up there, but it's nice to have a, a different group kind of come and race. You know, our techno series is coming up this weekend, round three already. I can't believe it's already round three. The temperature is supposed to be like 40 degrees out Saturday. I'm so happy. Yeah. I hope that holds up. Yeah. No, it's being uh, cold sucks. Yeah. That last year I raced uh nitro Dude, indoor. It was so cold that year. Yeah. It was like the coldest. I think that, that was the year I got married. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're in my wedding. Yeah. It was freezing out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, points battles for that one. Um, you know, you can always count on Seth Van Dalen being in the battle for the win and in, in both of his classes that he races. But it, right now, if you look, Ashton Abdul, our local hero, young kid, he yeah. right now he's sitting third, but Jared Wiggins is second and Jared Wiggins probably won't make all of them. Mm-hmm. So right now he's, he's definitely looking at a podium spot if he can kind of hang on to her. So <laughs> I like Ashton. I do too. He's a I good kid. He's one of those, he's one of those kids that's, that's gotten better and better and better over the course of several years. And he's doing it himself. No, I remember when he show up at the track with his, uh, was it that low C 10th scale or no, it was that 18 scale, uh, like toy. Yeah. And he was running it on the track and he was racing that in plex back. And I think he just went straight into eight scale. Like just, yeah. He's like, hard I want to, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get him to race 10 scale and I sold him my Losi car mm-hmm. back when I left Losi and I think 17 and, and, uh, he raced it for a little while. And then all of a sudden one day, poof, he's like, where's your car at? He goes, Oh, I sold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah. come on, man. You no, know, if you want to be good at something, do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, like he wants to be good at eight scale. So he's just racing eight scale and that's yeah. cool. Another interesting points race. Uh, Ashley McCormick is right now leading pro four. Pro four is such a weird class. It used to be huge on the weekends and then now it's not, mm-hmm. but at the techno series, we're still getting two heats. Nice. Right now in the points, there's 21 people. So it's still a viable class. Mm-hmm. It's just that, it's just that weekly racing just kind of shut off the spigot. Is techno the only company that makes a <sighs> well, short court four wheel drive I mean, short course? TLR, TLR makes one still, but mm-hmm. not, not very many people drive it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That was my kickstart break. Hey, pass me a kickstart. This kickstart break was brought to you in part by (laughs) Mountain Dew Kickstart. That's somebody we need to get sponsored of the Plex Mm -hmm. is Mountain Dew Kickstart. The Ashton McCormick is also winning a sportsman e-buggy. So he's really, yeah, he bar, I think he's either bought or he borrowed Jeremy Moreau's techno buggy. Mm -hmm. And he's, uh, he's TQ'd and won the last two rounds. Nice. Bryson Pavel is second. (laughs) That kid sprouted up. Yeah, he's also getting taller. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but check this out. There's 47 sportsman e-buggies right now in the points. Holy cow. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. That's really cool. That's why I split it up because mm-hmm. we were getting 70 cars. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, 
this one I can split up. I'm not a big fan of making classes for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's why there's not a sportsman truggy class because there hasn't been the numbers for me to justify splitting it up, mm-hmm. adding more time to the program, you know, more, more money for trophies, that sort of thing. But sports, I mean, e-buggy definitely, I was like, all right, let's split this thing up. So, uh, that's good to see. Um, nitro truggy, uh, Zach Van Dalen's got two wins. Conrad has a win and a DNF. Jeremy Whiting had a really good race, uh, last round. And then, uh, Emerson Sturgeon is fourth. <laughs> I had to put him in there cause he's, uh, ah, oh, he's been really, he's been really wanting that podium. Yeah. So it was nice to see him get up there mm-hmm. on the last lap. I might add, or second to last lap. I was going, I was going bananas in the, in the pits too, mm-hmm. as a pit dad. Expert Nitro Buggy, once again, uh, Seth Van Dalen, not too much of a surprise. He's got two TQs and wins now. Remember, you only need four races. Yeah. So that's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, Mason Fuller had a 98 in the first round. So right now he's fourth because of ties. The next round, the ties will kind of show themselves a little bit easier. But uh, Wiggins is still second because he got second in the first round. But I don't, again, he never really makes all of them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Maybe he'll get a sweep this year. That'd be cool. I, him and I tied in 2016 for e-buggy points. Yeah, and, and you got the better tiebreaker. Yeah. I went out on top. I quit racing e-buggy yeah. on top. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I'll put together another one. Uh, just to talk about real quick, um, Carpet On Road. I know you've not been up on Wednesdays, but I've been racing uh, Wednesday nights when I can and mm-hmm. the the Winter Series. Um, Carpet On Road Winter Series round four is Sunday. Nice. So, it's coming up fast. Yeah. And, uh, um, to be honest with you, I have no idea what the points are for that one. Yeah. I don't I, either. I know I got, I got a win and a, t- a TQ and a win the last one. And that was only because they flipped the track backwards. And apparently I was the only one that wasn't bothered by it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh, this is cool. Um, but the round before that one, I got fourth, a bunch of Kansas city guys finished one first or third. Mm-hmm. And they're way faster. I mean, when Billy Sider comes up, it's, you're like, Oh, oh man. Oh. Okay. I remember the first time I raced with that guy. I was like, this is what I got. <laughs> this <sucks. laughs> well, I'm driving for second or third or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? And then Eric Jones, who owns Hobbytown down there mm-hmm. in, in Kansas city. He got second at uh, the round, the second round. And, uh, I didn't have a car the first round. So I had to work all day and Sunday and sorry onward guys, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was busy making sure the store stays open upstairs. Yeah. You know? So, but it's going to be fun. I think, uh, round four already, the track is going to be really good. Uh, Tim's been really working really hard to, to have the flow of the tracks to try to limit the amount of footprints on the track. And, uh, I know he vacuums twice a week. Usually he's using a vacuum with an actual uh, bristle head, bristle head now. Cause it doesn't hurt the black carpet mm-hmm. if it, on the old gray carpet. That would have hurt it. Yeah. It would have, it would have peeled it up, but mm-hmm. the black carpet can put up with that just fine. So um, and then dirt oval, I think is whew, three weeks from now. Is it really? So it gives me a little bit of time because mm-hmm. the, the oval track needs some love. Yeah. Um, just cause it gets beat on and it's not so much the racers. It's just, it's just the general use of the open track that we have. Mm-hmm. Open track is a very important part of the Hobbyplex program. Mm-hmm. It's all day, Monday, all day, Wednesday, all day, Thursday. And especially during Christmas break. I mean, it, it's, I, I went out there and looked at it yesterday and I was just like, oh. how? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause tomorrow I got to work on the track and Thursday I got to work on the track for, for the techno series. And there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. Who's that guy that was like hitting the ceiling with his car on open track day? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. 
it's tough, but it is what it is. I mean, it's fun. I mean, as long as people are having fun, um, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, just don't purposely break stuff and yeah. it'll be fine. Just break your car. And yeah. Just go up and buy some parts. And, yeah, exactly. Upcoming schedule. So the techno series is this weekend and that's one eight scale. And, uh, and then pro four and mini truggy are the two 10 scale classes that we have, by the way, mini truggy has got 11 cars in it so far for the point series. Nice. And they're not going to get a car at the end. Yeah. It's, it's not an official, I can use my air quotes right now, but, mm-hmm. um, I will have trophies for everybody sure. at the end. So that'll be good. What more could you ask for? Yeah. Um, the carpet oval series is fifth. We've already talked about that for us. Christmas break is a time for no racing mm-hmm. mainly because we have a very small staff. And we all, all of us need to be upstairs making sure that all of our customers at Christmas time are taken care of. And especially the after Christmas, you know, but we do start up again this weekend. The ProTech carpet offered uh, syndicate starts up on the 11th and we have four straight weeks of carpet racing. Nice. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting Emerson's car done. Mm-hmm. Uh, my car has been done. My car's awesome, by the way. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I mean, how, I mean, coming it, for you. Was it, was it, are you working on it or is it still the, Shh, what's there to work on? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I at had, least eight had, seconds worth of I had, stuff. I had fast lap. I don't care. And it, I was yeah. cruising out front. Yeah, well, whatever. I was, I was stretching out that lead, yeah, big dog. Whatever. I had a good race with Derek. Derek Wood, though, and I, we had a great race. Hey, you guys had a really good race. Fun. Wish I could have watched us too busy out front. <laughs> the Monster Truck Triple Crown starts uh, February 12th. No. January 12th, Sunday. That's something I would like to get. Is Dude, a you should truck. come up. I'll let you drive my truck. <laughs> I need a, mo- I want my own monster truck. Right. Well, they're coming out. They, they just re-released the axial SM, S MT 10. Yeah. You can make your own. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, uh, it won't be now cause I'm out of money, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to turn mine into fro boy. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the new name of my truck and it's going to have a fro on it. Yeah. An actual fro. It's going to be awesome. I haven't decided what I want to call my monster truck. If I ever make one. I think the little big one would be a yeah. good one. Well, one of our, one of our racers named his wizard sleeve, <laughs> which I didn't, I did not know what that meant. And, uh, Oh, I knew what it meant. Then I found out what it meant and I stopped calling it wizard sleeve during the races. Now it's just wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder, I, uh, I wonder what, like, you know, how was it? Monster mutt has the stuff flopping all over it. And then the, yeah. the, um, Oh, there's other, like the zombie truck and Monster Jam has the zombie arms. I wonder what his, his thing <laughs> on his truck would be. <laughs> so uh, with uh, Family Friday starts back up on the 10th, and that's weekly Friday night racing. And it's it's basically our beginner night. Mm-hmm. We don't call our beginners uh, novice. Yeah. We call them Plex Speckers mm-hmm. because it's, it's a catchy brand name. I want to buy it. Yeah. Usually the first... The first family Friday race after Christmas is our largest one of the year. I would not be surprised if we have 40 to 50 Plex Beckers race on the 10th. Oh yeah. Gotta get it, that new truck out. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me the lead is. What's great about that is that those are our future racers. They say that you're going to get 10%. Mm-hmm. If we do get 40 and we get 10%, that's four hardcore racers in the future. You know, hopefully we get more than that, but, but that's what that's all about. There's a pretty good group. You know what I liked about family Friday offer this year? Didn't drop off even in the summer. Yeah. It was a really consistent number every yes, Friday, every Friday night. Mm-hmm. I'm not usually there cause it's not like the night no. for guys like me, no, but it's not. Um, I definitely look at the heat sheets if they're still there Saturday yeah. morning when I get to the track and it's fun to see summertime sucks for racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just more stuff to do. Yeah. And 
uh, it looks like we finally kind of fell on a formula that will keep it consistent all the year round. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, people talk about the glory days when we were having, you know, 130 entry nights on a Friday night, but what were the entries the rest of the week? Right. I would challenge that we got, we have more entries now than we did then, but spread out through the week. That's true. I can see that. So Tuesdays pick up again on the seventh. That's I'm calling it RC night at the Plex. It used to be at the tone Tuesday, mm-hmm. but talking to some of the guys that wanted to race on Tuesdays on the dirt, um, they wanted to get our standard qualifier in, which I'm, I mean, if that's what they want to do. Sure. That's great. But we have double mains. Mm-hmm. So it's the best of both worlds. You get, you still get more heads up racing, but you do get that one chance to just go on your own clock and, and do your own thing and try to put down, you know, a fast six minutes. Sure. So now you just start making it up on Tuesdays again. But. Well, I, yeah. And, um, I just need to get my car cleaned up. My dirt car is pretty trashed right now, mm-hmm. but I should have it ready by then. I think. Yeah. We also crawl that night. Sure. And that's, oh, yeah. that's my new thing. So mm-hmm. I love crawling and yeah. it's nice. There's, there's a consistent five to seven guys that come out every Tuesday. And right now we're doing the indoor cause it's cold out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So I, I, I want to get an element. I have, I have a lot of wants. Yeah. Well, you're sponsored by Associated. You should get an element. Yeah, I should get an element. And then Wednesdays, Wednesday, so we we're right back to standard everyday um, weekly racing on the on the the week of the seventh and the eighth. So Wednesday the eighth, and uh, that's that picks up every Wednesday. They hardly ever have any days off. I think Christmas time is the only time they ever have any days off, unless unless like July fourth lands on a Wednesday or something. Then I th- I don't think they race. But most of the time mm-hmm. Wednesdays are. You can always get on the on-road racing going on, even the summertime. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. this summer was really good. Yeah. They had a lot of consistent uh, people there. I, I think a lot of that is due to the Tamiya series that we had. Sure. Yeah. So. I mean, that you know, when I raced on-road, that was what I chose to run was a Tamiya car to get yeah. ready for those races. So, And then um, something I had here was uh, the SAC Museum Indoor Air Show is Saturday the 18th. And that's at the SAC Museum. They're flying in that big restoration place they have. I think this is like the third or fourth year they've done that. Oh, wow. And I think last year we did sponsor that somehow because I know we sent them a banner mm-hmm. and then we got the banner back. So I, I'm pretty sure Kip's got us doing something with them again for this one. Yeah, that's really cool. So that's a good, uh, a good way to get some exposure for airplanes and stuff mm-hmm. too, which is fun to fly. Um, I looked on, uh, I looked on Omaha's Facebook page. There really wasn't much going on. I know they have a monthly meeting that's on Fridays, but I can't tell you when it is right now. Mm-hmm. I feel really bad about that too. Cause yeah. I think we got the schedule at the Plex and I just, I just wasn't prepared enough to look at it. The main gist of the schedule breakdowns, we're back to normal starting this weekend. Big yeah. techno series. And then after that, it's bang, 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 bang mm-hmm. the whole way. I'm looking forward to it. It's pretty cool having ProTech sponsor the carpet off-road. They, uh, they're sending some stuff, you know, door prize stuff at the end. Mm-hmm. I should have the sides of the jumps painted blue Yeah, <laughs> eventually. Sure. No, yeah. that'd be cool. And then we're going to be doing on our YouTube channel, a ProTech product spotlight Neat. Once, once a week. Okay. Starting, I think next week is when I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I told them after the first of the year. So I think I'm going to start with batteries. Yeah. I use one of their fans in my two wheel. The yeah. metal one? Yeah. Those are pretty good. Yeah. They're not very expensive. They're like 15 bucks. Yeah. It looks like we got about six or seven minutes for questions. Okay. So I put a call out for questions. We'll try to get through these quickly. (laughs) So this could take up the entire time. Let's try to not make that happen. 
actually let's, I'm going to skip this one and just do this real fast. Uh, so Jason Mori, mm-hmm. um, Ian Mori's dad, yeah. Ian's a really good racer. Jason's a good racer too, but Ian's, mm-hmm. Ian comes for a lot of stuff. 21 spec buggy for the summer, th- summer series. Mm. Here's my thought. Carpet track, small, lots of traction, hard to drive. 21 five is perfect for that. Yeah. Off-road track, huge. We're three times the size of any off-road track close to us. Mm-hmm. Not fun for 21.5. Yeah. It's almost like if we were to do that, you'd have to drop a class, you know, like, or the program would get really Well, we long. already have independent 17.5. Well, yeah. So I just changed the motor to 21.5, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that because I think our track, our off-road track is big enough to where 17.5 is not going to be, not that hard to drive. Yeah. Like the whole reason I wanted to do 21.5 on carpet was because it is hard to drive. Mm-hmm. Carpet in general. If you don't, especially if you don't have the right setup, but because of the amount of traction and stuff, it can be overwhelming, can be hard to drive. Mm -hmm. 21.5 slows it down enough. Yeah. On the dirt, I just imagine those cars going down the straightaway. You could like eat a burger by the time you're done (laughs) going to the end of the straightaway. Yeah. I don't know. I'd I'd kind of look at maybe if another track is doing it, like a bigger, a track similar size as ours, like OCRC or something like that, or beach, they're not doing it. Yeah. Nope. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a, it doesn't seem like a pretty common thing to run on a larger track. Yeah. So that's the only reason why we didn't do it last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see myself wanting to do 21.5 for our independent series. Right. For, for the summer series. Tommy DeFreeze says nitro in the summer. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I mean, we did it before. And the thing was, is we didn't really get a lot of people to show up. So. Um, I think that having the nitro races be its own monthly series deal makes a lot of sense to me because the cost to run the vehicle, you have to have a guy, uh, to pit your car and, you know, tires add up a lot. And did, if, if that's what everybody wanted to do is like club race gas during the summer, I could see it if there was like a want for that. Yeah. But there's so many other places that you could race outdoor eight scale and, I mean, eight, eight scale is pretty much an outdoor thing, you know, anyway. I mean, that's yeah. when it was big at the Plex is when we were running outdoor. Yeah. So, I mean, I there's just, just more tracks. Yeah. There's more places for people to go in the summertime for nitro. Mm-hmm. That it just, it just, it, it didn't appear to want to work when we tried it before. And I tried club racing before on, on Fridays. And then the guys were like, well, let's do it on Saturdays. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Try it on Saturdays. And that didn't work either. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't want to go back to, to that. And a lot of it for me, Personally, it's time. I'm spending all this time away from my family that if I, if I put in all this work and put all this stuff out and 10 people show up, Mm -hmm. then I've just, I've basically, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And that's kind of what we were getting, you know, on a good day, 10. Yeah. So sorry, Tommy, I have no plans for, for nitro in the (laughs) summer right now. I am planning a nitro uh, event in October. Nice. a, A two day race. Cool. Um, are there any one ten scale events this summer planned from Andy Lachance trophy race question mark? No, we have the summer series. That's what the summer series is. I think you, you meant like a regionals or something like no, that, but no, no, not really. Yeah. I just, I don't want to interfere. Like our summer series is so good. Yeah. And something to look forward to. I don't want to schedule anything else that could burn anybody out or make anybody have to decide between mm-hmm. going to a summer series race or going to another event that we have. No, I could see that. You know? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, there was that one year we did have a Big Ten scale race during the summer. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was it, when we used to have the Team Associated Day at the Plex. We had a, uh, it was essentially a club race, if I remember right. Yeah. But, you know, you had a big day you had to prepare for. And then, like, the next week of the summer series. And then I want to say there was something else. We might have had it in regionals. I don't remember. We had regionals, and I know that a couple guys decided to not come to the last round of the summer series. Yeah, and went yep. to regionals instead. Mm-hmm. I can I see just, that. I just don't. That makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody knows at this point, everybody should know when our winter series is, when our summer series is. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the, what the schedule we look forward to. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to do anything to mess it up. Um, Greg Million, which surface is more fun, carpet or dirt? Well. I think they're both a good time. I lo- I enjoy both. I just enjoy racing. Um, I do think that racing carpets made me a better dirt driver. Mm. You have to be a lot more precise. It makes you, uh, it gets you more in the mindset of downsiding every jump and, you know, ripping the throttle to try and get your car through the, you know, that section of the track a little faster. I mean, I think they're both a good time. I don't, I do think that carpet is a lot less forgiving yeah. You know, it's like you land your car, your car, ha- you can't have the t- wheels turned or anything like that. That's why yeah. I didn't catch you, mm-hmm. by the way. Why is that? Because I, I had my wheels turned when I landed and I crashed. Oh. Otherwise I was coming to get you. No, uh, Alex can have his wheels turned yeah. when he lands. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about this question since he posted it. And I, I don't think one is more fun than the other. I think they have, they're fun in different ways. Mm-hmm. And especially at the Hobbyplex. Carpet racing requires a lot more precision driving mm-hmm. than our big outdoor track does. But our big outdoor track can be you're going so fast because of the space in the lanes the length of the track the width of the track that sort of thing i don't think people realize mainly because the driver stands far away we're up really high i don't really think people realize how fast you're actually going out there yeah almost all the time Mm -hmm. so it's just a different it's just a different kind of fun you know there's some things that aren't fun about dirt right now and that is tire prep yeah. And, and carpet doesn't have that tire prep. You can mm-hmm. put on a brand new set and I don't know about you, but my tires are pretty, pretty great after the main. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really show that much wear. No, so, I, I so was fine. Good. We don't have to put any tire prep on. We don't have to do anything really. Just, mm-hmm. just bolt them on and run them. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I, I like the most about it. Um, more electric 10 scale uh, for dirt, you know, big part of it is making sure the tires are right. Yeah. Um, and, but when you do work on your tires mm-hmm. and then you go out there and your car is money mm-hmm. to me, that's fun. Yeah. Like that's that moment. You're like, Oh, here we go. Yeah. And I mean, for the guys that, you know, don't want to try carpet or, you know, and, and there's a lot less or a lot fewer like naysayers or whatever, but nowadays, yeah, uh, yeah. now, now there is, but, um, then there was initially, uh, I, I mean, I just say, try it, you know? Yeah. Uh, see what you think. Come try my car. Yep. Same here. Mm-hmm. My car's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think that's good for now. Uh, some of them we skip over just because I don't, it's not my territory. I don't really want to dip into, maybe we'll bring Tim in here and he can answer some of these Yeah. other questions, but uh, sure. Uh, next time, maybe we'll find him next time he can, he can come in. He works Mondays though. That's the other thing too. Yeah. That's definitely uh, not my place. Yeah. So, uh, I'm more of a fifth beetle at the Plex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I answered it, Alex and Tim. Okay. So I think that, uh, I think that'll wrap us up. I think we got a good hour of, uh, of talking. We don't want to bore you guys and, um, don't want to go off on too far of a tangent on anything. So my outline has been covered. 
I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah, it's a solid outline. Yeah, great outline. Thank you. We should frame it. Nah. Okay, we'll throw it away. I'd take a picture of it, though. <laughs> you can immortalize anything online now. Sure. But okay, uh, that's it. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to also go to our YouTube channel and subscribe and like because I want over a thousand subscribers. So I, all day today at work, I was trying to think of a, a something I could go out on. And, you know, like Bob Barker's uh, uh, help control the pet population, <laughs> have your pet spayed or neutered, something I say yeah. every time, but I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, I can't really think of anything either. Shake and bake. Yeah. Shake and bake. Shake shake and bake. That was, yeah. Alex likes shake and bake. Yeah. He puts it in his kickstarts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways, enough talking. Okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next month. Okay. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.